podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Stratford Paddock. My name is Joe and this is the Paddock Podcast. I'm joined by Jay Motty. How are you? I'm all right. I thought I was going to... Slightly overzealous, Jay Motty. And I was just about to start talking and then you swept in there. Yeah. Save my bacon. Throw under the bus. Yeah. Uh, and I'm joined by Andy Tate as well. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm really a bit hungover from last night, but I'm all right. Yeah. You've just had a bit of a barnet clan, yeah. Yeah, emergency haircut. Emergency haircut. Mm. I got an emergency yeah. haircut because I got a phone call. Well, I got a message from Jay about just gone two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Fancy coming in. So, uh, yeah, drag yourself out of bed. Emergency haircut, emergency sausage on toast. Stand to me. Have you, have you ever had an emergency sausage on toast? An emergency sausage on toast, yeah. Is that different to a normal sausage on toast? Is it just the sausage that's emergency, or is it the meal in uh, uh, You could say the sausage is an emergency, but everything yeah. within it is still in the class as an emergency. Okay, right. Do you remember good. him on The Apprentice with the emergency biscuit? I don't remember uh, that. I never forget that. <laughs> he was trying to think of biscuits and stuff. It was one of the sassies. He's like, what about emergency biscuit? Yeah. So it's got... one of them when you know you suggest something. So, like, so you yeah. say emergency biscuit. Yeah, so what about like an emergency biscuit? So anyway... I think, yeah, we, it was like one of those, you know, yeah. where the, the desk just ignored him. Yeah, yeah. And then he went, yeah. Not, like, not you know, you've got the fire brigade, ambulance, police. You've got the RNLI, yeah? <laughs> Mountain rescue. Yeah. The sixth uh, pillar, <laughs> pillar of emergency. The emergency biscuit. Yes, that quick. Can save lives. This man needs a biscuit. Um, speaking of hungover from yesterday, the hangover from yesterday's game continues. Yes. And the attention has been turned to VAR, yes. which we'll get to in just a moment. Yeah. Um, but before that, there has been a, obviously ongoing uh, breaking news surrounding the Mason Greenwood uh, case today. Yep. Um, this is from the, the Press Association. They've said that football, uh, Manchester United footballer Mason Greenwood has been remanded in custody after appealing at magistrates, uh, sorry, appearing at magistrates court charged with attempted rape, controlling and coercive behaviour and assault. Um, so he'll be in custody for more than a month before his trial starts in November. Um, you know, the, 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 the guidelines and the rules are to not speak and give opinions on any sort of ongoing investigation. Yeah. Nothing that could, uh, you know, change or... Uh, alter the outcome or investigation as a, in general. So we're not going to be saying any more than that no. for right now. But any updates that come, no. and any you know any case that arrives, we will obviously give updates uh, and bring you the latest news on that. But that's pretty much all we're going to say on that for now. I think that's the, the only right thing to do, really. Isn't Taking it? guidance from the Crown Prosecution yeah. Service on that, yeah. like you say, we don't want to cause any you know prejudice any cases. And once it's concluded, then I'm sure we can all share our thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, VAR, you mm. were mentioning there, moving on to VAR. I mean, I'm sick of sitting here talking about VAR. Mm. VAR was made life and in football better and mm. more enjoyable and more fairer. Yeah, more fairer? Fairer? More fairer. More fairer. Not even fairer. Mo more fairer. More fairer. fairer. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's not done any of those things. And I know you guys were, well, you were at the game, weren't you? Yeah, I was there yesterday. And. It, there's, there's confusion at the game anyway, where it's like, is this got a VAR? Is he not got a VAR? What's going on? When it does go to VAR, it takes far too long when you're at the game. When you're not at the game, when you're watching it on the telly, I don't think it helps because you're actually seeing some of these decisions that you know are wrong, which, you know, I know we're going to get into it in a minute, but like the, the, the Sancho penalty, for example, mm. you've seen the replays. That, for me, that's a penalty. I don't understand the, 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 the issue. And you see, so you, you're watching those replays thinking, well, why has VAR not intervened? At least in the ground, the one sort of saving grace is I didn't see it at the time. Yeah. I, it, was, it was at the end. I, I saw something had gone on. I wasn't sure. I saw Sancho rolling around. Um, I saw the one on Callum Wilson from Varane, mm. and I thought that was a penalty. Yeah. And, you know, two wrongs don't make right. They're just getting everything wrong. Yeah. And then there was, there's also the Ronaldo one. I mean, 
it's not just United, obviously, we're talking about this because we're not a channel and that's who we care about, but you, you then watch other games and you see so many discrepancies, so many sort of situations that aren't equal. Mm. And it's like, this isn't doing the job it was meant to do. Yeah. And I don't think football needed a bit more con controversy. No. I don't think we needed I that. I agree that's that. the one thing we didn't need in football. And now you're getting people just sort of spending the, the time after the game, and I'm guilty of it as anyone, discussing and, and screenshotting and, and getting clips up of mm -hmm. the, the VAR decisions that have gone against them. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's just spoiling it. Mm. Yeah, there's no enjoyment. I mean, I can that, that decision with Ronaldo yesterday, the keeper, that's it, the Newcastle defender, touched it with his foot, mm -hmm. keeper stood there. That's another R one. Ronaldo yeah. took it off him and put it in the net. Now, I saw the same scenario, and I think it was about 2010, 09-10 uh, with Nani and the Tottenham Gomez at Old Trafford at Stratford End. He put it down, Nani took it off him and put it in the, in the net, and it all controversy kicked off, but the goal stood. Addy Redknapp wasn't happy. It was the same sort of scenario. Clark one at the referee. You're right. I think there's a video, um, and can we get that video out? Can we tweet that video? Can we find it and just put it on Twitter? I think we'll, yeah. that'll be on our socials, where someone from the crowd, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that this is accurate and they've not, Dots in it, yeah. Because you were saying, is that definitely the whistle? You hear the whistle and you see the kid. For me, he kicks it pretty much the same time as the whistle. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know. Someone can get involved in the chat and the rules. Does that mean it's taken? Then is that that it? That's live, or is he doing a it's, kick before? As far as I'm aware, that that means that it's live because right. you don't even have to have the whistle. Right. If you say to the ref, "Can I take this before you've blown?" Yeah. And he says yes. You don't even need the whistle. Right. All you need is the refs. Consent to take the penalty uh, to take the, right. the the spot kick, whether that's uh, given by the whistle, which is the most obvious. Right, I'm I'm blowing this. That's my consent for you to then take the the, the, the kick. That the whistle is the obvious one, but he can just give it verbally as well yeah. to the player. Like you can say, "Can I take this for you?" Okay, yeah, yes. I remember and Paul Insey in six. Yeah. remember in the nine nil. He said to the ref, can, "When I put this down, can I score? Can yeah. I shoot?" And the ref said, "Yeah." So Paul just grabs the ball, sticks it over the wall. And, um, oh, yeah, I think right. so did that, that as well before, didn't yeah, he? Thierry yeah. Henry did that, uh, what you call it, Villa Park. Yeah. Um, big controversy with, with him and Perez. And yeah. he, he asked the referee, can I take this? And before they were even setting up, he said, yeah, and he took it. And all hell broke loose yeah. and Arsenal scored. But that's why you stand on the ball. I know yeah, it's exactly. a bit basic, but that's why you do it. You do it in you know, any, almost any level. Mm. You just stand on it. Wait till all their players have gone yeah. away. Because also, so not only is that, you know, you don't even need necessarily the whistle. If he's blown it, as the player's taking the kick, that's live. Right. That, surely, it looks to me the game is in play time. at that point. He's I, saying, I've blown the whistle, which means from now on, the next kick is the taking of this free kick. Right. And he blows it and he kicks it. So uh, I thought Craig Porson had, had a particularly bad game. Yeah, I did. I think he was one of those sort of rarities where I think either set of fans would have been unhappy with him. Mm. I think Newcastle fans can have a gripe about the Callum Wilson penalty. Um, and United fans, for me, he was just he was just terrible. But the Sancho, the Sancho one, that the Ronaldo one, I can kind of understand where he might have gone. Oh shit, I've I've messed up a bit there, and he took it the same time as I blew the whistle. So maybe he didn't know he was taking the free kick, and therefore, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Whatever the Sancho one, you can see. I mean, I don't. Know if we, we probably won't be able to see it on the shot there, but if you can see it in the background. It is literally as simple as Sancho knocks the ball past Sean Longstaff. Sean Longstaff's legs leg comes across Jaden Sancho's over to the outside of it, kicks him, 
doesn't get the ball. Sancho goes through the air and falls over, and it's not given. No. It couldn't be more of a free kick. That's a free kick in every era of football. It's a blatant, obvious trip and that he did in an attempt to get the ball and missing it. That is a, the definition you, you, of a free you kick. You see that as well, right? And then you see last week, and, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over Liverpool getting penalties against them, but the Thiago Alcantara one on Gabriel. Uh, sorry, uh, Jesus. Jesus. Sorry. Um, and it's nothing, and he gets a penalty. And that's gone at VAR, and they've looked at it. And then you see that. And all right, Sancho did make a meal of it. I'm not disputing that. Maybe that didn't help. That, yeah, that last... When the, when the connection was made, I've looked at it and say the reaction might have been over. Because he sort of arches his back, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, see snipers took me out thing, which doesn't help, but I can see why it's that still a foul. would stop him giving it in real time. Yeah. Because if you watch that full speed, you go, you die. Yeah, because it looks unnatural. But when you slow it down and you see the, the contact is there yeah. and that Longstaff doesn't touch the ball, it doesn't matter what Sancho's reaction is. No, you're right. Sancho can go down, you know, doing whatever he wants. Doing a Neymar. Yeah, you don't even have, you shouldn't even have to go down. No. Oh yeah, like, Neymar seen it last night. Yeah, yeah the, the overreaction. It was a sending off, but Jesus, Neymar's overreaction last night was just like Sancho's. Jesus, yeah. you think he'd been shot? Because you know the thing is as well is like, like you say, the slowing down and stuff, and sometimes it can make it look worse. But it should be able to tell you whether there's contact. Like, I understand that I'm a bit sort of skeptical when they slow things down. You know, for red cards and stuff. Because mm. I think sometimes when you slow it down, it looks worse. And if yeah. you're sort of sliding in and, and it's just a tackle and you might you, you might catch him, that looks a lot worse when you slow it down and you think, oh my God, you know, he's caught him with his studs mm -hmm. or whatever. That's, that's horrible. But with a foul, you can slow it down and see if there's contact. And if you've knocked someone and you haven't touched the ball, then that's a foul. I thought the other one on Ronnie, when he's wide, I mean, he's not going anywhere, but he's like, he, 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 I think he's knocked off balance. Yeah. It's a foul. He's not touched the ball. He's touched the, the, the yeah. Ronnie's leg. That's a penalty. Varane, I mean, I've not seen it since, but I was at Old Trafford when I watched it, and everyone around me when we stood there watching it, and my, me myself, thought it was a penalty. Thought Callum Wilson got took out by Varane. Yeah. We Even on like, the replay, it was, that's it, a penalty. It, it was a bit of a soft one. But yeah. again, he puts I mean, his leg I, across I, him. I only saw the He puts the, his leg across him and doesn't so. get the ball. Right. Like, and like you said, yes, I don't want Callum Wilson to get a penalty against us, yeah. but I want the decisions to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. So if it meant getting an extra goal and a penalty for United, I'm more than happy for Callum Wilson to get that it's penalty. But why get them all wrong for the yeah. sake of getting one wrong? It's just a, it was just a terrible, terrible performance by both Craig Paulson and VAR because VAR should be in his ear going, you need to have a look at this. Right, do you know what? I've seen this today on, on TV. It's the anniversary of Balloon Gay at Sunderland mm. with the beach ball. Great game, that. Great fucking game. One Loved of the best it. games of all time. Best yeah. games. Can you imagine VAR with that? And they still probably still give it. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, do you know what though? It was an own fault, wasn't it? When it was Liverpool fans were throwing beach yeah, balls, it had a Liverpool out. badge on it. Yeah, Liverpool <laughs> beach badge. Talking yeah. of that though, the, the the thing with VAR. I mean, I'm get, again, getting involved in the comments in the chat because I'm not a referee, so I might be completely wrong. But I thought a lot of it was like clear and obvious stuff, and it just seems now like sometimes they're pulling up stuff that it seems a little bit like there's about a hundred of those incidents a game. Yeah. Like we saw the one against Liverpool with with City. And I didn't mind because it's part of me, you know, City lose, it's almost, well, who cares, even though it's Liverpool, especially the way Liverpool have been playing. You probably think it's good to see City again, the wind knocks out of the sails a little bit. Um, and, you know, when you look at it and you slow down, and you go, right, that is a foul on Fabinho, he's got his shirt. But then you go, you know what, if you're going to do that, if we're going to do that, you're going to have to do it for all of them. Mm. Because I think, was it Luke Shaw against Everton or someone? I can't remember, not Everton. Can't, there was one the other day when Luke Shaw had someone's shirt. 
he had to hold us on the shirt briefly. Mm. And you think you could get that could get given. And yeah. if you know at a corner, everyone's doing it. Are they all gonna are they gonna get pulled yeah, up? You just gonna need pull that the consistency. one out of nine times out of ten. Yeah, it just it, it's it's not on it's say it's this it's disgraceful decision, but it's a City lost, Liverpool well, yeah, we don't like them both, and it was just two of your worst enemies knocking seven bells out of each other. I mean it's so it's I know it's proper two bit and that, but it's good that City haven't you know, they've lost the game and they're not gonna go all beaten all season. It's not gonna be horrible. That would be horrible. And I know it's I know it's so it means sad. Liverpool are closer to us now. I know. I I probably would have preferred City to win. Yeah. Because A I hate Liverpool more and B Liverpool I think are vulnerable in that top four race. Mm. They do look like they're getting their act together now though. Yeah. Salah scoring, Van Dijk look really good. It's yeah. not what we want because no. they look terrible against us at Old Trafford. They looked pretty poor against the likes of Newcastle earlier this season. Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal, I felt that they were a little bit unlucky, I'll be honest with you, because mm. some of the decisions, but they looked like they were getting a little bit better. Rangers, uh, I mean, I think the dog and duck could beat Rangers, to be honest with you, they're fucking awful. But against a decent City team, to put in a performance line and get a result, done bold well, does it? So, uh, well, the way Liverpool fans have all reacted last night, so I thought I was defending, they're going to go on this amazing run now. The quad is on again. And it, it's just laughable. What does it mean, the quad is on again? They've never even fucking won it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, I, yeah, but Jay, they... <coughs> Castle they were, Grayskull. They were five <laughs> wins over the last five years. Did you see that tweet? No. Liverpool. Is this going to... Not infuriate me, just bewilder me. Yeah. I did see it. something last night. So United fans calling Anfield Castle Grayskull. <laughs> I don't know why. Right up your street. It was right on my street. But an old He-Man reference. <laughs> it was something like... It, just, it was a Liverpool fan saying, it just dawned on me that over the last four years, Liverpool were five wins away from two extra titles an extra Champions League, an extra FA Cup, and an extra League Cup or whatever. It was just five wins Just away. five wins. Because obviously they could have, you know, they won it, they lost it by a point here and there, got to an extra, two extra finals, all that. And you're like, yeah, you lost games and didn't win trophies. Like, what the fuck are you on about? Of course you are. That's like us saying, you know, in 2018, yeah. we were five wins away. We'd have beat City home and away and yeah. won another three games. We'd have won the title. Yeah. But we didn't, so no. we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, in, two, in 2009... Yeah, we won a double beat yeah. Chelsea, you know In 2009, mean? we were, what, two, three results away from doing the treble again? Mm. Well, 2008, two results away from doing the treble, uh, one result away from doing the treble. Yeah. And, and that's uh, not how it works. No, it's not. And also, across the um, those five years from 2007 to 2011, or th uh, 13, we were like one goal, two points in goal difference away from winning the title six years in a row. Yeah. But we didn't. And uh, Yeah, and, and champions, two more Champions Leagues. Yeah. People don't remember runners. Well, do you know what it is with, with Liverpool? They're the best sort of echo chamber for themselves because you know like United uh, United fans are usually the opposite you could say something like Fergie's a great manager and you'll get United fans to argue with you yeah. just, United fans love arguing with each other and you know we know that Liverpool fans will say something like you know what I genuinely think that Andy Robertson might be the greatest player in the planet and they'll have about a thousand scousers agreeing with him yeah. going yeah I'm glad you said this bro this is you're so, you're so bang on lad finally someone yeah. said it and you think what are you on about just yeah. talking rubbish yeah. Maybe you know Klopp will get a 10 game ban from the touchline after being sent off last night. Uh, well. Do you know what? <laughs> I kind of uh, understood where he's coming from, though, because. You like Klopp, yeah. I, I don't like Klopp, right? I, 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 mean, I did a video in 2013 on Devils when Fergie was announced his retirement. This is how long that channel was going for. And um, I did name Klopp as one, someone I wanted to take over from Fergie. Mm. Um, and I think that as much as I hate him, you know, with the come United. 
and there's a big dibs and buts because if he'd come in, Woodward was pulling the strings, he'd probably end up leaving after a year because he didn't get the signings he wanted. But if he'd been back the way he wanted, then I think you know he'd probably be a manager that United fans would have bought into. Yeah. But he didn't. He's gone to the Scousers and he does a lot of things that annoy you and make you laugh. And I think that sort of reaction is one of those where if it's your manager, you get it, and when it isn't, you laugh at him because Bernardo Silva blatantly just has a little nibble, doesn't he, at Salah? But it's just the way Klopp runs up and down the touchline and screams at the linesman and the way that the referee yeah, exactly. like, just goes over and sends him off. Growling like a cat. Pep Guardiola made me laugh Stopped as well. Stopped his city attack to do it as well. I yeah. love that. Pep Guardiola as well when he was like, did he say like, oh, you know, this is Anfield. Mm. This is the reason like why certain decisions didn't go his way. Which I did like. I did love way Pep rammed up the scousers after the goal was disallowed, and he he got uh, he got financial gain out of it by coins being thrown at him as well. So like, like he don't need it. A bit of cash. A bit, um, of cash, bit of loose pocket change. It was. Uh, let's hear from from our sponsors today. Hello Fresh sponsoring the podcast. Let's have a listen. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh is a meal subscription service that bring you fresh premium quality meals. There's loads of different recipes to pick from and it makes things so easy for us at Stretford Paddock to plan delicious and different meals around our schedule. I'm based in the city centre and it's easy after work to just get a takeaway or not go home and cook, but HelloFresh make it so simple to do things at home. Look at this ultimate red Thai style king prawn curry I made the other day. Genuinely, one of the nicest curries I've ever eaten in my entire life and it only took 25 minutes to make. Check out Jay's steaks. Look at look at that. Sizzling away. Perfect. Even Jay Motti can cook steaks perfectly with HelloFresh. So to get involved with HelloFresh, make sure you click the link in the description to get 50% off your first box, 35% off your next three boxes, and get three special gifts as well, including a bar of Tony's chocolate using our special code Stretford. That's 50% off your first box, 35% off your next three boxes, extra gifts, extra chocolate, all of that good stuff using our code Stretford. Check it out. Thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring the podcast. So seeing you eating your little steaky there. Yes. Nice Salad and butter, I think it was. Yeah, steak. My missus was well impressed. Rolls potatoes as well. Uh, he's pulling out all the stops there. Was she happy with it? Yeah, yeah, she's very impressed. Did you pretend that you'd made it all yourself without the help of HelloFresh? No, I was honest about it, but I was I got brownie points for following the recipe. Yeah. You to be fair, you do make it all yourself. <laughs> yeah. And but like me following the recipe, it sounds like well, anyone could do that. Not me, usually I struggle, but it was pretty simple to understand yeah. and it was something different and yeah, it was lovely. Make sure you check out HelloFresh, link in the description and use the code STRETFORD. Loads of discount, 50% off your first box, 35% off your next three boxes. Come on, we know it by now. Um, should we keep talking about VAR, Jay? Because I've heard that some people say it's just, it's just a human error. It's human error, Jay, that's what's wrong with it. Yeah, I mean... It, it's, like, not the, it's not the machine, it's the humans. But what's the point... <laughs> Like, if you're just moving the, the, the error from on the pitch to someone sat in a port cabin somewhere or whatever, mm -hmm. then it's just, it, def it defeats the object, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I know you've got a human yeah, error, but you th the thing that these um, referees, like, because they've got a video there, would be able to get their head around it easier mm. because you've got that advantage of all these replays. You can go, okay, let me have another look at that. Let me have another look at angle. All right, yep. But what you saw on Saturday, or Sunday, sorry, was you saw a foul, and it's even not being checked which doesn't, I don't get, or it's being checked and the referee who's sat there watching it in the replay can't see that it's obviously a foul. Mm. And, and listen, just to so I'm not bitter, the Callum Wilson one I've said is a foul. Yeah. 
So just getting everything wrong doesn't make football better. What do you think to the human error side of it? Do you think uh, the, the technology is a good idea? I probably was too busy dunking his biscuits in his fucking half-time brew, to mm. be fair, and just dunking and looking and dunking and looking. And he, he's not focusing. I don't think these referees focus on the games mm. in, the, in the control room, sitting in the park gap, cabin somewhere in a field in the middle of nowhere or wherever they are, somewhere in, in the middle of the country. It's. I, I mean, I heard there was a Leeds delay, wasn't there, yesterday due to uh, VAR or something? Yeah, well, the Arsenal-Leeds game got delayed for 15, 20 minutes. No, I thought it was longer, wasn't it? Was, was it, it some power... Out, power a, failure. A connection for the VAR. Oh, right, sorry, is that what it... Right, yeah, okay. so that's... It, it, the system's not foolproof. It is no. pathetic, and maybe it's time to seriously look at... Would you at, get rid of it, Andy? VAR, yeah, yeah, right, you're, you know, the, the, the FA comes to you and you say, listen, Andy... We don't we know don't, what to do. We don't know why, but we've been told to come to you. We've been decision. told to come to you. You've, been, you've had your finger on the pulse, right, of, of modern football for well over a decade. What should we do? Yeah. Should we get rid of VAR? And if we should, what should replace it? What would you say? Just play the game as it was, as it always been for the last 150 years. Mm. You always have controversy. You always have glory. Just get rid of it. We don't need this technology. By all means, keep the ball over the line technology, but this is a step too far. Can't celebrate. No emotion. You're looking around for five minutes, six minutes, even up to ten minutes. Everyone's having a water break on the pitch like it was bleeding American football. It's just too commercialised now. Go back to the old days and just appreciate it because we gave the world the beautiful game. Mm. That was a rabble-rousing, emotional, inspiring speech there, and I'm with you. You took your trousers off while I was doing it. What did you do that for? Because I wanted to get the full <laughs> enjoyment of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm disturbed on that video phone, but I'm also excited at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have that clips up and out on socials, by the way. Um, yeah, I th I, I, I'm going to agree with you, Andy. I'm, see, I'm a bit of a Luddite, and I know I'm a Luddite. I struggle with technology. So I always think, okay, it's me that's being a bit set in my ways and I need to embrace change and, you know, go with the flow and, you know, start using my mobile phone to pay for things and things like that. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you look at it and you go, it's just giving me an headache. Week in, week out. Whether I'm at home or I'm here or I'm at the game, it's just drama that I don't really need. Mm -hmm. And it's just... You're getting, sorry, you're getting VAR drama at home? Yeah. It's, you're, your missus in the kitchen like that. <laughs> Just gonna go check the screen. Yeah, he's burnt the steaks. <laughs> he's burnt the steaks. You're off. What do you mean, VR? She goes like that, and then she'll go. She'll point to the garden. Yeah, that's where you're sleeping tonight. Yeah, or she'll go. No, you can go to bed. Oh, sometimes, you know I mean? right? You go in the garden for that. Yeah. Actually, overturned bed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's one of them ones. <laughs> but it's like. Listen, we get it when it goes our way. I mean, in Paris, I thought VAR was the greatest thing ever. Mm. When, um, what's his name? Diogo Delo had that shot that was going into Rose Z and we got a penalty out of it. Yeah. But I just think it's, it's just causing rubbishness. Yeah, yeah because the, te well, the technology's there, it's right, but it, I'm, it, week in, week out, we're talking about VAR mm. more than, like I say, in the old days, we'd talk about it down the pub. You could argue we have phone-ins on the radio, mm. on, on the TV. Well, like, we just talk like this. I, it, I just want to go back to the old days. I'm sick to the back teeth of VAR, man. Is there a There's way, no is, is there a way, Andy, do you feel that you can help support or get, you know, improve, sorry, referees without VAR? Is there something you could do to say, okay, we're going to get rid of the video system referee, but what we're going to do is we're going to, I don't know, 
look at give higher pay to referees or, or encourage or, or ex players to become referees or yeah. I don't know that's look at all the controversies of 11 the last... refs on the pitch at once what about that no no okay. look at all the last look at no <laughs> carry on look at the controversies of the last 10-12 years in football mm. Didier Drogba six miles offside at Old Trafford he can vouch for that 16 miles Porto was worse Porto was well Skulls, so, two players keeping him on side and then they win that game. Jose Mourinho becomes a thing. Yeah. yeah, and he goes on to win a certain big trophy in Europe. But Europa League, Europa, 2017. Europa yeah. Conference League, 2022. No, no, Cup Winners Cup, 1991. Mm, interesting. So, uh, I but, Jose won no, I, I just don't want VAR anymore. It's just not, it's not feasible because mm. the game doesn't flow. It's not enjoyable. At least when I go to watch lower league football, mm. I say, I'll go and watch Oldham in the FA Cup on Saturday. No VAR. End to end, took me old man, cheapest chips to go and watch Latix, and he drew one all with Chester. That's what I want, free-flowing football, no VAR, no controversy, yeah. and it's knockout football, and that's what you want. That's grassroots football. Nah, nah. The Premier League has become too commercialised. It's like American football. Yeah. It's coming in. It, I don't want it. Because the thing is, the Premier League is only meant to be the top division of within the same structure as everything else, isn't it? I yeah. know it's oh, it, Premier League is a different entity to the league, and, and I get all that. I don't mean logistically, but really the football, the Premier League is meant to be the top division in football. And the only thing that's meant to be different is that's where the best teams are. Yeah. There shouldn't be technology that is exclusive to the Premier League, no. where someone at the Sunday League level can't benefit the same thing as someone in the Premier League. And I, I get that the pitches will be better, you can have higher standards for that sort of thing. But the, fundamentally, the game should be the same. And the way the game is judged and refed should be the same. Oh, yeah. And the I've fact that it this. isn't is ridiculous. Like, for instance, like, do you know that like, a, if you're playing Sunday League and you get a book in, or, or Saturday League and you get a book in, you get fined the exact same amount of money as a Premier League player does. Mm. It's 23 quid or whatever for both of you. And that, and that is one of the great things about the football pyramid is that it's the same from the top to the bottom. The difference is the quality of the players and that should really be the only difference. And then instead you've got a, an entirely w different way to referee and control the entire game for one league. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, it shouldn't be like it's that. It's like in the FA Cup. I'll give you an example. Swansea 2-0 up against... City in the FA Cup. VAR was not implied in that game. Big decision went City's way. Oh, for Swansea, they never got a pelt there and it played into City's favour. And real state. Oh, oh, Dan James played in that game. Didn't yeah, he? and you've got to have a pre it's got to be a Premier League ground. It's an ex Premier League ground because mm. Swansea before that were in the Premier League. So the rules are only for the elite, mm. the rules are not for everybody. You can't, let's say, you go, did they have VAR in the championship? I don't know. No. League, let's say, that's that's traditional football. You can, you can talk about controversy all down the leagues. That's fair enough. But the, the elite league, it, it stops that. It's not good. We're supposed to be the world best. for it, And it, it's no enjoyment. It's not entertainment. Stops that every five minutes. Yeah. Why you just have timeouts and fucking have cheerleaders during the half-time break? That, Join VAR. Get VAR on. Do you not know well, remember when the Premier League first break. started? Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. They had cheerleaders when the Premier League first started. Yeah, cheerleaders at Main Road. Yeah, cheerleaders at all. Yeah, cheerleaders at Main Road being QPR. Of all the things to bring over from American sports, that's just the last thing you yeah, do. Yeah, we have cheerleaders that, yeah. like, everyone's like, that's just a terrible idea. It lasted yeah. for about a month. I don't yeah. mind a suck of that. They were good during the time. That's uh, the only thing. I've been having Verma with the Super Chat said, how is it possible that if refs have more time to think, they are messing up decisions more than when they didn't have time to think? It, yeah, it's, it doesn't, it shouldn't be possible, should it? It's no. split second decisions. You, you live and die by the sword. You can't mm. just go keep going to, to teach is, you to is, get it looked at. This is at. the thing, though, as well, right? 
I can sympathise with a referee getting something wrong in the heat of the moment. A split-second decision, like you're saying. You know, you see it once, you, or you've got a, you know, your position isn't great or whatever, and you make a decision, and, you, you know, you might get it wrong. It's, mm. it's human nature. People make mistakes. But when... The problem with VAR is it's less forgivable because you've got someone watching it again and again and again and again and again from different angles and still coming to the wrong decision. Do you know what I mean? If a referee in a high-paced game is sort of 30 yards away from the action or whatever, there's a big counter-attack and someone gets wiped out and someone's in his way, he can only call what he sees and he says, I, I couldn't see the foul properly, I can't give it. Fair enough, I get it. But when you've got a referee who's got all these different angles and he's watching it on replay in slow motion and all that, and he still comes to the wrong decision, then you go, that's not forgivable. No. Like, what is going well, on there? Rashford last week against Everton. But again, you know what, Andy? And there were two West Ham players. It's a, yeah, it's that's, the cons- that's the problem as well, is the consistency, because I think people point out in the, in the chat, in the comments, when we would talk about this, saying, oh, well, technically, you know, Rashford, it was, the, the rules were if you touch it and you score, if you touch your hand and you score, it's not a goal. You go, like, that shouldn't have stood. You go, okay, then that's fine. Fair enough. I understand that. Then why did the other goals count that were the same? Like, there was the West Ham goal where I think he touched, is it Mikel Antonio touched it or whatever? Yeah. Th- those are the things what people were saying, like, what what is going on? So I think sometimes people look at it and go, it's the inconsistency that's the issue rather than... The, the actual rules yeah, themselves. You, you can see, you see that you, on, on the last day of the season, you know VAR will be on top of its game mm, for mm. all games with, with what's at stake. But it's the same week in, week out. You can't just have the last day of the season, title on the line, European, relegation, mm. up for grabs, uh, going down, and I'll play, and, you, and, you, and you know, all the referees, are, all the control rooms, everyone's primed for the last day of the season. Mm. It's got to be week in, week out, and yeah. it's not doing it. No. Uh, what are people saying in the comments? Sorry. Yeah, it's a duck with a super chat. It uh, says the refs just aren't good enough. You could give them all the tools in the world and they'll still mess it up. VAR has only highlighted this, to be honest. Abdul Ibrahim uh, says VAR isn't the issue. The rules are becoming more complex. Football is supposed to be for players and fans and the rules need to be simple and consistent. Now I ask if the refs even understand the rules. I think there's a good point to be made there about the rules and the fact that like stuff about, like, like I was saying last week about how... Rashford's handling it because he was the goal scorer it's a handball but if he'd have passed it and he's no longer the goal scorer it's yeah. not handball that's, what that's not I what the saw. handball rule is for the handball rule is that if you handle it you are gaining an unfair advantage so it's a foul whereas it only counts if the advantage is more extreme and if the advantage is less extreme then you don't like you can assist a goal but you can't score a goal after handball that's not a, a, a simple fair rule across the board I don't understand that I can think of two more scenarios when that Liverpool v Man City Aguero it was a clear hand ball and it was a penalty for say straight down the other end you score yeah. absolutely all hell breaks and it doesn't, loose it, like that's what I mean the rules are overly complex and they're in a, in a it's like every single year they try and make it more fair by adding more rules and yeah. it's becoming like politics almost where things are so convoluted and twisted and kind of tied up in knots that things contradict each other almost by definition where you end up with games where I can handball it by accident pass it to my mate like you know square it one yard across the goal line they tap it in and <laughs> that's that's no goal Jesus uh, that's Christ. a goal Middlesbrough last season it's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous it's yeah that one was tough to take wasn't it Cause, and the trouble is the thing <laughs> that is people and I'm guilty of it myself you well you should be beating Middlesbrough anyway but it's like it's still not fair. No, do you know what I mean? That's like, not the point, is it? Like, was it was it Sheffield United where we lost the, the, the yeah. game, Old Trafford, where 
I think the, the, the referee association or whatever they're called mm-hmm. admitted later that the goal against United shouldn't have oh, stood. Oh, Martial, he yeah. should have stood. Uh, and the one for United should have stood. So there were two goals there that, that they got the decision wrong. People go, well, you should be beating them anyway. Like, well, that's, not a, that's not how it works. No. If you're getting robbed by bad decisions and they admit they were bad decisions, it's like the one was it, the West Brom one where he covered um, Lindelof's eyes, was it West Brom? Yeah. Like, again, you look First at two you go, minutes. Oh, how's uh, that fair? Yeah. Because also, it's not like, well, you should beat them anyway, but you don't win every game against a team worse than you 6 0. <laughs> Sometimes you beat him 1 0. And yeah. that one goal, if that goal, like that. if that one goal is taken away from you, you don't beat him no. anymore. It's not as simple as what you should have beaten anyway. pitch than losing a control room. Yeah, exactly. And I'm getting sick of it um, let's just move on a little bit because Luke Shaw's been speaking um, I want to talk about him and I want to talk about what he's saying no, he's had a good game uh, has he? he had a, he's had one good game and a celebrity no, no, he's got all of a safe and he got a Burger King again no he didn't uh, he was talking after the game and he said that's the good thing with this manager this gaffer is that if you're not playing well then you won't play it, in the past that's not been the case but I think the good thing about this manager is he's keeping everyone on their toes he makes sure that everyone is 100% every day if you're not at it then you won't play and that's a positive thing um, just two points there. One, Luke Shaw, you don't seem convinced, but a lot of people are sort of praising him, saying he's re- returning to form in the last couple of weeks. Not, not, you know, things have turned around, but better performances from him in the last couple of games. Would you agree with that, first of all? I thought he did, um, I thought he did okay, yeah, well against Everton. Mm-hmm. I thought he did all right in the second half against uh, Newcastle. I thought in the first half he was not very good. Yeah. I thought he was losing, he lost the ball a couple of times needlessly. Um, and positionally again I thought he was found wanting but I've been here before Luke Shaw yeah. forgive me and I've not got an agenda against anyone certainly not Luke Shaw and you know I would love to see the Luke Shaw that we saw for those seven or eight months under Ollie and those six months under Van Gaal mm. the trouble is we've had eight years between those two before, um, spells where he's been underwhelming mm. and it's just he only wants it, to do know, it when he wants I, I just struggle with him a little bit because I think there's a kid here who's got all the talent in the world he really has but we just seem to go through these peaks and troughs with him all the time. And, you know, I I remember when we used to have fullbacks that were just consistent. Yeah. And they just played and tried every week, week in, week out. And I don't expect Luke Shaw to be a Denny Soon or Patrice Ebra. But he can at least be, you know, a bit more consistent than what he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got... At least told, be, a, you know... A I've bit got m- sympathy for better. him. With the... More regular. With the bully comments from Joe's. I got complete sympathy for him on that. And I said the, the leg injury as well, but like I say, Jay's right. You got to be week in week. You can't do it for eight eight months out of a six year career. Yeah, that's it. And you I do mean, it for a few games because remember last season he was he was tosh. Yeah, right. I give everyone a clean slate this season. You know, Marcus had a bad season last season. He's turned it around. You could say Tomney's the same. And Luke Shaw, you know, I'm not saying. Listen, if he plays well for Manchester United, I'll be buzzing. Just in all honesty, I've just been a little bit. Oh, we're getting a little bit tired of this sort of the inconsistency seen with Luke Shaw. I just feel like we just need to see it more often. And he's saying the right things now. And I agree with what he's saying. I think Eric Tanag does reward players playing well. We saw Scott McTominay keeping Casemiro out of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, who'd have thought that? And arguably he deserved it as well. But we just need to see this week in, week out from Luke Shaw because my worry is, you know, is he gets back in the team or Tyron Molassi has a couple more stinkers and Luke Shaw gets into this comfort zone. And he starts dropping five out of tens every week again. Mm. And it's like, we need a, a, a left back and a right back for that, for that matter who can be consistent. And I think, you know, you've seen the low this season kick on a little bit. And I just want to see Luke Shaw playing as well as he can do because there's no doubt he's a good player. It's just sometimes I question his effort. Mm. Yeah, I think he's playing for his career in the future. I think he's so. playing for the World Cup. Yeah. 
Yeah, he could, be, he could be right. He's just playing this little, nice little bit of form. Then after the World Cup, he drops off the radar. That's my again. worry. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Mm. I, I just feel like Luke Shaw, always seems to be this motivation question. Like, is he fully motivated? Um, and like, if it, you know, if this is the, the motivation he's got now to get just personal Cup, motivation, right, then not for the team. That's that's fine. But the worry is then, can he come back after the World Cup and continue it? And at least with Tanag, maybe he does need that manager. Says, oh, the Luke Shaw. If, you, if, you, if you're not, yeah. if you're not, maybe he does need that. It's Tanag, like to say to him, you know, if you're not playing, I'll start that player that I brought in in Tyrone Malassia. Maybe that'll do him for him. But I don't know. I just feel like we've been here a bit before. It was, you know, last season or the season before, it was Alex Tellez who was coming in to, to give him a kick up the backside. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't really need that all the time. No. Um, just another question I want to ask, based on what you said about personal motivation. We were talking yesterday on the, on the watch along, Ronaldo mentioned about certain players, not just for United, but across football, who kind of don't quite seem like they've got that final bit of, willing to get hurt, willing to, you know, be absolutely knackered, willing to go into a, a big tackle or one-on-one -on -one with goal? the goalkeeper to, to get a goal or to get a tackling or to get, a you know, an assist or whatever. And he was talking about, like, the money that players are on. And he said, like, you know, some of these 300 grand players, a week, uh, 300 grand a week players care, don't care about football. Or, 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 or Do you think we're getting to the point where... Certainly with United, where we are paying people such big wages and some you know players who don't deserve it, where you know the, three hundred grand a week or whatever is almost like, would you live in your own shit for three hundred grand a week? Don't they like shit games you play with your mates? We're like, would you do that for three hundred grand? And you're like, I'd do pretty much anything for three hundred grand. Do you think we get to the point where people care more about the money than they do about football? It's yeah. just a job to him, isn't it? That's what it is now. That's what it feels like well, to me. My job's just my job, but I've, yeah. got, I've got friends there. But like you say, with, with, with that, the, with the astronomical wages, I think today's players, not all of them, but no. like you say, Phil Folding, look at Phil Folding. He's a prime example. He wants it. He's getting paid, but he wants it week in, week out. Ireland as well. He wants it week in, week out. Then you've got other players with the attitude, like, I'm just there for the money. I, I think, I think it's, it's almost hard. Think, to, it's almost impossible to not have that though. When when the the sums are so big now, like in the fifties and sixties, they earn more than your average wage. But it wasn't like you play for three years and you're set for life. Footballers had to have jobs after they were. Tom Finney was a plumber. Yeah, exactly. And he was, and he was playing those, for England. Footballers opened pubs and had loads of careers after football because they needed to. Now you play in the Premier League for three years, you probably earn six million quid. I think there's an issue. There might be a bit more of an issue with some of the wages United give out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in I, I do feel like you know you mentioned there Phil Foden. I think he's just got a new deal. He's, it pays me to say he's earned it, mm. and I don't think there's any question about him being. Yeah, because he, he wants it. Yeah, he's like, he's like a young Wayne Rooney. He wants it week in, week uh, out. Yeah. I won't go that far, but I know what you mean. He, um, he's motivated, and you've got some players at United who I think, you know, I don't really question the, the motivation as such, but there are far too many, I feel, who they're on a bit of a sort of a gravy train where mm. if you left United, you would not get that wage anywhere else. No. And that's why we've struggled to move certain players on. It's yeah. like they're on this mega money, and it's only like recently <laughs> that you see Liverpool giving, I think Salah got like 280 grand a week or whatever. But up until then, like, they had a sort of strict wage budget. And United used to do that in the past, didn't we? Do you yeah. remember? You, you played for United, mm. you got a big win bonus, you got, you know, there was add-ons and stuff, but your wages weren't the best, you weren't the best paid players in the league. No. Like, when, sort of, it was Blackburn who had more money than us, they paid better money. 
I think there was a spell when you had teams like uh, Newcastle or um, Chelsea certainly did when Abramovich came in. But it was like, you're playing for United, you're going to win things, you're going to get a win bonus, which is going to bump you up, and you're going to win nearly every game. So it's worth it. Now it's like, we just get these players, they have a good spell, and mm. they get a massive extension, a long-term extension. Remember when Nemanja Matic had a, a, like a, about six good games? And he'd been struggling, he'd been out of the squad. He came back in, I remember it was the League Cup semi-final or whatever it was against City, Old Trafford when we were three and one down, he came on at our time, steadied the ship, had a really good spell. And we gave him something like a three-year deal when he was mm. 31 years old on yeah. like 250k a week. And you're like, why have we done that? Yeah. Like, I like Matic, but give him a one-year deal. Yeah. That was what Paul Scholes and Giggs yeah. and all them lot and anyone else who turned 30 used to be on. And we just give him a massive deal because he's had a good month and a half. Do you think Sancho's at that point? I don't know. And I don't, I don't, like, I don't. I'm just there for the money now. I don't know. I don't, I, I hope not. And I, and. He's I not motivated I don't know what it is with Sancho really because he, he doesn't quite seem to be giving that extra bit of quality, that extra... But where's the Bundesliga, Sancho? That's yeah. what we bought, and that's what I want. Yeah, I don't know. I think with, with Sancho, I do worry there's a confidence thing. He just seems to sometimes play in himself and like go back a lot and not be willing to try things. And I think, is it... Is, is, is he just struggling a little this bit? This is the thing. If confidence. we get Bellingham, he could, do, he could go the same way as... Uh, what do you call it? As San Sancho. No, Who underperform. Knows? I mean, hopefully, I've, I've, I've still have plenty of faith in Sancho, um, and I think he's a really talented player. But you see Anthony come in, who is not, you know, a player who's signed by Ten Hag. Sancho isn't. Who is now playing? I know Sancho likes to play off the left or the right, but he's taken one of the spots that Sancho likes. Sancho to play doesn't in. start if everyone's fit. No, he doesn't. No, I'm telling you now, Marcus and Martial start alongside, aren't they? Yeah. Like, and I'm not having to dig at Sancho. I just don't think if everyone's fit and it was a, yeah. you know a game that you've got, oh, well, they've all must win, but it's a big game. I think the front three is Martial, Marcus, and Anthony. Mm. I don't. I don't think he's going to drop any of them three if they're all no, fully no, fit. No, no. If they're all and, available for yeah. Wednesday, and, just and play I think him. you could argue that's probably right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think Sancho's done okay this season. I think he's had some good games. I think last season, like most of his colleagues, he was pretty poor. Yeah. But now this season, he's you know he's he's been here a year. He's got a kick on, like you saying. What's see the Bundesliga, Jaden Sancho? He's obviously a talented kid, and I do, I do you know, I do think it's always worth reminding ourselves that whilst we might be critical of certain players or question their energy and the effort, a lot of these players, and you you know it, and you'll know it. You'll have you'll have had lads who you grew up with who who played for a team and who who you know were in an academy or whatever. And I, I had lads that I grew up with who you know when I was going out getting absolutely smashed, they were staying in. They were making sacrifices. A lot of these footballers have made far more sacrifices than you or I probably did when we were 17, 18 mm. or whatever. So I do respect that. I just think you get to a stage where you've got to be brutal about it and think, are we as United going to catch say? Are we going to you know, be competing for these trophies? Are we going to be winning Premier Leagues again with these players? Mm. And I think there's a few where you go, no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because Ten Hag needs his own signings and he's made a couple. And Anthony is bang on the money. He is, isn't he? Martin is good, I think. Has Martin been, is as well, yeah. I think he's arguably been the best centre-back in the league this season. I think you can put all the players over, in yeah, over He's the not had a bad season. game. He's made, a, he's made a, a couple of small mistakes in nine games. Mm. I think he's been oh, he's phenomenal. He's been victimised as well. He's when he phenomenal. first come in, he's, they've picked on him, which is totally unfair as well. Yeah. I think I think Miners. I mean, to be fair, I think Tanag, I know it's only early days, very early, but you can see all these signings have been positive ones. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? You don't, he's not picked anyone up where you go, he's taking a while, so... Mm -hmm. Like Anthony, you just you know he, he's great to watch, fantastic player. 
Ericsson. You know, yeah. sit here all day talking about how good Christian Ericsson's been. Martinez, I, I hear you. Casemiro, you know, he's Getting sort into of coming into it, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and even Malassia, who's 40 million euros, you, you know, you can't get a bloody bowl of soup for that, as Webby would say. But <laughs> you can uh, you get a player who can do a job, yeah. a left-back, and, you know, has, has done some good games for us. Um, moving on. Jay, give me a Wally of the Week. Who's been an absolute Wally this week? You just thought, oh, you fucking Wally. I mean, it's the least surprising one in it of, of all time. We just did a quote just before we came on here. I'm sorry to get political again. Sorry to say um, again. And I think Paddy Morden, who's standing in for um, for Liz Truss in this um, this question that's been put to him about the, the, the mini-budget reversal or whatever, mm. I think she just said that Liz Truss isn't hiding under a desk somewhere, which is nice to know. The Prime Minister that's isn't correct. hiding under a desk. She's, she's not in the House of Commons, though, because she sent someone else because she just bowled it. Where's, where's Liz Truss? She's not hiding under a desk? Yeah. No, wait, we, we didn't even say that. Yeah. No, I'm saying she's not hiding under a desk. Yeah. Why did you bring that yeah. up, though? Is she hiding under a desk? I said she's not hiding under a desk, OK? She's definitely not she's hiding not under there. a desk. We've not just slid the delivery underneath yeah. the blanket, the, the tablecloth, and it's got snapped up and she's thrown the bones out. That's not happening. All you can just hear is crying and sneezing like, the desk. It, it literally feels to me like we haven't got a prime minister at the minute. We haven't. It's just mad. It's just crazy. <sighs> I had the wallet the week before. <laughs> I feel like a wallet because I forgot it. I told you when I come in as you well. Did say, you did have one, didn't you? Was um, it wasn't, was it London Craig Pawson, was it? The Raf? You did have one. I did have one. I just can't remember it. Ethan. It was Ethan. Why was it Ethan? For being an absolute fool. That's why. Was it Ethan? Yeah, oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Ethan, the fact that Anna's grassed Ethan up there. Yeah, Ethan, uh, my, my friend behind the camera who controls all the mics. Mm. Yeah, a gloaty little guy who thinks he's a bomb villain stroking a, a pussy cat and he's smirking at all the United people in the office. They didn't even win. No, but they he's drew. satisfied, though. He is. He's just basking, just, in, he's just basking I mean? in the glory of his uh, yeah. love bite that he's got on his neck. Not the absolute 12-year-old. Oh, we he's got a love bite. We were filming the news oh. this morning, and I was like, what is that on your neck? How old are you? Oh. And you know what? He, he acted like... You cop off Saturday night. Yeah. He was yeah. so embarrassed. He went like, and he went, he was like... I don't know, Jay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, no. like, you know. Oh, he's smiling. I can see him as well. Hey. He's blushing now. <laughs> hey. He's blushing. Or is that two bruises on his cheeks? Was that for a pint of cider? Was it a pint of cider on Saturday night? Ethan, you did it with the, we did it with the Uber, didn't you? Hey, to impress your mates. Did you ever hey. do that as a kid? What? Suck your own arm and that. I'm not telling you what I did with you. Did he with you? Either. Thank God he didn't none put it on blob. It's not none of your, <laughs> none of your business. <laughs> That's true. It really isn't. Um, my wall of the week. Oh. I'll tell you what, I bought a, um, a season pass rail card, right? Go on. And Because uh, I've been spending way too much on trains every day. Yeah. So I bought a season pass for the full month. Oh, I can't wait to use it. Yeah. I was so excited. Strode out the house. Look at this bad boy, Jay. Check this out. This, the word strode doesn't get used enough on this channel. Where's it gone? Fuck off, I've lost it! Have you realised? No! <laughs> I can't the phone case and it's gone! Jay, I'm my own volley of the week! I've lost I my think, rail pass! I think this is the first time we've ever had someone pick themselves... I've lost the... my rail card! Oh, bro! You're walking oh. on today! <laughs> Jay, wrap up, mate. We I had it. Do you know it. what? Is it gone? That's it, it's gone. You, is it not on your phone? No, it's a... It's a uh, How much was card. it? 70 quid. 70 quid?! <laughs> Oh my Ooh. god, I'm feeling disgusted for you. Ooh. Bro, seriously. Violated. Listen, has he got any has he got your name on it or anything? 
Yeah. If you see a rail card Northern Rail that says Joe Smith on it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back, please. <laughs> I need that. It's so expensive. Um, excuse me. Um, nice big, thanks, for you. big thanks to Andy Tate for coming back on the channel. Uh, Andy, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm back on Earth. Check me out on there. And I'm on uh, the United Agenda tonight. 8.30 yes, with the lads. the United Agenda. Uh, there's only one Andy Tate. Don't ever forget that. Um, you, can, you can find Joe walking <laughs> the streets of Manchester <laughs> looking for his Becky. mail card. It'll be at Piccadilly uh, Station sobbing. tonight with cap in hand. Someone Hysterically. pay for me to get back home. Hey. Um, so make sure you go and check out uh, the Sloppy Joe's podcast as well, where you can see Ethan showing off his love bites and Joe giving him <laughs> a bit of stick about it, and rightly so. Don't forget as well to subscribe to this channel. There's a subscribe link in the description and also in the chat as well. Um, a big thanks to... Hello Fresh for sponsoring us. Don't forget to check out the link in the description <laughs> to them as well. This has been the Paddock Podcast with a very broken <laughs> Joe Smith. And a happy Andy say thanks for watching. Under 70 quid, Jay. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.